Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I am joined by Mary Pittenger, who is the owner and operator of Winderson's Creations in Muhammad, uh, based in the, the former Sangamon School. Mary, welcome. Thank you. Well, tell me, first of all, how did the idea come about for, for Winderson's? Um, basically, it started with my cousin and I just needing something to do on the weekends. So she told me about some crafting that she loved to do, and I was like, I'm going to get some of that, too. We started in a craft room at my house, um, just kind of making cute little t-shirts and cups. Um, about a year later, I decided I was gonna quit my job and do this full time. And she kind of laughed and said, okay. And she went back to her, she kept working as a teacher and <laughs> said, good luck. And that was three and a half years ago. Um, and I opened the shop then and have just kept growing since. What had you been doing? What, what was your day job before uh, taking over Winderson's? Um, so for 12 years, I had worked in the mental health field. So I was a mental health practitioner, worked in crisis for adolescents and kiddos. Um, so really just doing a lot of crisis work. So this was really a change of pace for you, wasn't it? It was a huge change of pace. Um, working crisis was obviously all hours of the night and day. So I never had a set schedule. And it was very, very stressful, rewarding, yet stressful. Um, and I was kind of at the beck and call of, you know, mental health, which can be very unexpected, I guess. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. So now I get to come in here every day, make my own hours and do something that I love. So how stressful was it, though, making the change, not really knowing what to expect? I mean, you didn't know if it was a huge success or if it was going to be a flop. Oh, I had no idea what would happen. Yeah. So when we first moved here, we were one of the first, we were the first retail shop in here um, at Sangamon and Maine. And so I asked them, could I just sign a six month lease? Like, is that something you'll do for me? Because this may not work out. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and six months in, we went ahead and lengthened the lease. Um, and like I said, I just signed on for my fourth year here. But yeah, it was scary. It was scary not knowing what in the heck I was doing. So the first year you, you worked out of home, how big of a decision was that to, to go from working out of home to, to working in an actual building elsewhere? Oh, it was huge. Um, working out of my home, I worked in a very small space and I did, I think my biggest project at that time was a friend had me do like 20 shirts for his business. Um, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. I could do more of that if I had a bigger space. And that's where it came from. I had no idea that it would turn into such a huge thing, obviously. I just looked at that six month lease and thought, if I do this for six months, I'll get a little break for my soul and probably go back to work. <laughs> and then I just kept getting orders and the community has been so supportive. Um, so many small businesses come to me for their apparel. And then of course we have lots of bulldog gear. So it's been a huge change. There's a huge community here too in Sangamon, so. so how, how did the name come about? How, how did you wind up picking Wendersons? So Wendersons, we sat there until probably about three in the morning trying to come up with a name for what we were gonna do because I was like, I wanna get this business licensed. I want to, you know, be sure we're doing all things correctly. So we tried thinking of a name, came up with about a hundred. And then I said, well, what about Wendersons? And my cousin said, what does that even mean? And it's actually, my mom and my cousin's maiden name is Henderson. My maiden name is Weinmiller, so we combined it and made it Winderson's. So it actually does have a meaning, 
Yeah, do you get a lot of questions about that? Do people ask that? Yeah, yeah, especially when we first started out, people were like, so what does that mean? And I'm like, just a combination of our names. So what, what was your original vision? When you were first getting started and first setting up shop at home, what were you wanting to do or what were you hoping to do at that point? Setting it up at home, I just thought we'll go and do pop-ups and farmers markets and, you know, just every now and then we'll go do a show and that'll just be something fun to do on the weekends. Um, when I opened here, my vision was still to continue like doing lots of crafts and making signs and filling up the place with, with just my work. But that did not happen because I got so busy that I couldn't keep up with the demand of keeping the store filled with my things. So we did bring in like some locals, um, start selling their work. Um, we even have some local authors. I think, you know, one of those. Yes, I do. Yes. So yeah, I mean, the vision initially was just that it would be kind of like my own shop where I had lots of my work in here, but it really has slimmed down to just mainly doing apparel. So how, how have you tweaked it then over the years? What, what other changes have you made besides not doing so much of, of your stuff? Um, so many tweaks. I feel like I'm constantly figuring it out. I feel like three and a half years in and I'm still figuring it out. Um, so I brought in more retail. So like just buying from some wholesalers to fill shelves where I couldn't keep products on the shelves. Um, so I filled it up with that. And then as I brought in locals, we filled up some of the space. Um, this past year is when I really went hardcore into apparel where I decided this is my niche. This is what I do. Um, I can be here all day and, you know, still working on that while still having the retail aspect too. Um, so I don't know. I've just kind of morphed from initially having like my crafts and my things to having retail in here. Um, then to apparel. And so what I've done is as a, my apparel has grown, I have decided I need to slim down my shop into just a more um, one-stop shop for wellness, mental health, um, self-improvement. So we have lots of books and lots of self-care items um, in the space that is retail now. So as far as the apparel, do, do you take requests and you, you get, do you get a lot of requests or is it basically you put this out and if people want it, then they, they come and buy it? Now I get a lot of requests, um, super fortunate to be one in Hamid as a community in the hold. Um, I think we just refer each other all the time. So luckily that I have that going for me and I'm in a few networking groups um, that I get referrals from. And then every now and then I'll just put out like a special order. We did a bulldog bundle not too long ago where you could get a t-shirt and a sweatshirt for $25. So that was something I just put out there and was like, here, order this if you'd like. So. Things like that, of course, grab attention and they take off. So there was a lot of work in that one. Um, but really just getting those small businesses, been, it's been key to get those. And so beyond the apparel, I mean, you do things like coffee mugs and gosh, what, what all else do, do you do besides uh, like mugs and, 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 and the apparel? Yeah, so I do bags, hats, mugs, tumblers, oh goodness. So many things. I could even decorate your shoes if you'd like. <laughs> but yeah, I do a lot of like bags, um, computer bags for real estate agents. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's not much I don't personalize or customize. I can do magnets and all of that good stuff. So 
Well, it wasn't long after you opened before all of a sudden COVID-19 comes along. So talk about being a relatively new business owner and dealing all of a sudden with, with COVID-19. I mean, what, what was that whole experience like? That was hard. Um, I will tell you that for the first, when they decided to shut everything down, I wasn't too scared at first. I was like, that two weeks is gonna fly by. That's just time to like relax. But then when it we went into shutdown, I stayed at home and my mental health definitely struggled during that time because I really wanted to be here doing things. But it was that scary, like, I, I don't wanna go in there. What if? Um, so as we opened back up slowly, um, I pivoted a lot. I mean, that was when a lot of the change came about with going into more apparel because I knew that I had to switch it up because I couldn't, I wasn't gonna have the walk-in traffic that I've had. So I really had to find something that would sell and pay my bills. Um, so apparel seemed to work because people still needed that. Well, what have you found now that we're in, in 2022? Would you say that the flow of traffic is about back to where it had been or is it still under or has it even improved? It has absolutely improved. I've been very fortunate to be in Sangamon on Main. Um, I'm not sure if you know how much it's grown lately, but our bottom full floor is completely full. Top floor, I think they've got a couple spaces left, but we now have four retail shops in here. Um, we have a salon coming, we have a barber shop, insurance. Like there's just so much going on that there's a constant flow of traffic through here. Um, even with Muhammad Parks and Rec, they have the gym down there now. So, I mean, that's bringing families through all the time. So huge improvements in traffic. So, you know, I'm a person, I, I like the, the repurposing of, of Sangamon School. I guess in my mind, it seems to me like the one drawback is there's not really a lot of visibility from the outside. If you don't park and come in, I mean, you might see the little sign that says, you know, the, what the, you know, eight or 10 or 12 businesses are, but you don't really know necessarily what they are. How do yes. you, I mean, is it, is it a good location or do you feel like it's a little bit hard to let people know where you're at and, and what you're about? Yeah, the location itself is great. I mean, we're right on the corner of Main Street and 47. So location is great. Signage has been a struggle. Um, they do now have, I don't know if you've seen it out on 47, we have an electric sign going up yes. that will run displays through there. Um, so that will be great. Um, I've really pushed in the time that I've been here and hopefully it will come about soon um, to have better signage for each of the shops that are in here, um, for each of the businesses that are in here. Um, it's kind of a continuous work in progress, um, just working with the village and working with the you know, owners and property management. But yeah, more signage would obviously help. So moving forward, what, what are some things you would like to change or, or add or, you know, maybe eliminate or, or uh, do differently? So moving forward, this is a great time to ask that question, I guess, because we are currently packing up the shop um, because we had some blood water come in here from the sink. Um, it's been almost a month ago. Um, that damaged the flooring and some cabinetry. So we actually need to take all of that out and completely redo the shop. So in that process, I will be literally just remodeling the whole thing. We'll be putting up some walls in here, um, kind of moving the workspace around, um, streamlining all of the apparel. Um, one of the biggest things about that will be the, we'll have a Bulldog Believer line, um, which we currently have, we just haven't branded it yet. 10% um, of all of the proceeds from that, from apparel sales in the shop go to the social work fund at the schools. 
So that'll be just an inspirational line of Bulldog gear. So are you, are you closed then uh, for a while? Or are you trying to be open and, and work through this? So I'm open. My daughter and her friend have been packing up stuff, moving it down to a different building that property management has afforded me to have. Um, so they've been moving out things for the past couple of days. We're hoping to get in within the next week. At that time, I'll just move all of my apparel equipment to another space and I'll try to continue with that as much as I can. But the retail part will be packed up probably for about a week. And then, so the plan is to come back to where you are. <laughs> yeah, I'll come right back to where I'm at, just better. Um, it'll be a better space. It'll be more conducive to what I'm doing. Um, and it'll just be prettier. So, so where will you be in the interim? How will people find you? So I will be down the hall in the old section. Um, so more down towards Muhammad Small Engine in that section. Oh. Um, they've set up a space for me down there that I can move into. Was well, a person that attended Sangman School back in the in the sixties. That that's the part of the school I remember because the, the part that you're in didn't exist at that time. In fact, I think maybe about where your building was was a a two uh, two or three story building uh, that of course was yeah. torn down. And and uh, but so I, I have fond memories of that of that other section. So same. I actually went to school here too. So <clears throat> I had Mr. Nagy back in the. I guess it would have been early 70s late or into the 80s I don't even remember what years I went here but I was in that old section too and now all five of our kids have gone through school here too so so is that kind of a nice connection to you know now be working in uh, a building if, if maybe if not you if maybe if you weren't in that particular part you're at least in part of the the Sangman school is that kind of nice to to have that come back it is it, it brings back a lot and the best thing I'd say is just hearing the kids walk through the hallways and you'll hear them talk about Mr. Kabuti or they'll talk, somebody will come through and talk about Mr. Nagy or Mr. Jessup. Um, and then hearing them come into the different rooms and say, this is my old classroom. This is Mrs. Mitchell's room. Like they all have this connection to this building. And it's just so neat that we were able to keep it standing and fill it up. Now you had mentioned earlier that some of the stuff you have is works of other people. Do you go out and solicit that or do people come to you or how, how does that work out? Um, a lot of people um, solicit me. However, when I hear of like, you know, a good art author like Fred Croner, I'm like, hey, can I get your book in my shop? Um, so my authors actually, I think I've requested all of you to be in here. And I think I carry five local authors now. Um, and the others have just kind of come to me and said, hey, do you have room? Would this fit in your shop? Um, so I don't have as many as I did when I initially started out getting locals. I had like 20. So it was a lot of work. Um, so I've definitely narrowed it down. Do you keep a log of, of where your visitors come from or, or not? No, that's a great idea. That would be a really good idea. What, what, what have you heard? I mean, have people say, I mean, does, in other words, does it seem like they're coming to Muhammad for this or is it a lot of Muhammad people that just stop by maybe on weekends or after work? A lot of Muhammad people, a lot of people who, um, heard of us, I guess, while they were in town visiting and they used to go to school here. So they're stopping in and saying, wow, I used to go to school here. Had no idea this had happened to this place. Um, we're super fortunate too, though, that we have um, some bigger companies in here too. So when they get traffic through here, their customers are like, oh, there are shops. Like, Let's go check that out. 
what would you say is the number one request that, that you get? Uh, is it for uh, like some kind of apparel or what, uh, what, what's the number one thing you hear about? Bulldog apparel every day. Uh, and of course that's fun to do because I've got my obvious attachment to that. Still having a kiddo in school too, keeps me connected. So with as good as it is going, is it a little bit frustrating? You're not able to do some of the, the craft stuff that was originally the, uh, the the idea behind starting the shop. I don't think it's frustrating for me. Um, I think it is for my husband because now all of that stuff is at home where I used to have a craft room. Now I just have piles of craft stuff that I'm going to get to and I'm going to eventually make. But no, I'm not. <laughs> it's just going to sit there. So do you see yourself adding more craft stuff back into, into your business or do you feel like that's from the bygone era? I feel like it's in the bygone. I think that definitely moving forward, apparel will continue to grow and be my main focus. Um, and really just having that little niche of self-care and healing products in the shop. Um, coming out of mental health, that just means a lot to me. So I really want to focus on it. You look back 20 or 25 years ago, would you ever have thought yourself doing something like this? Oh, cutting out a little bit, sorry. If, if you look back 20, 25 years ago, would you have ever thought you might be doing something like this? Absolutely not, um, 20, 25 years ago. No, absolutely not. I was in banking then, I think. Um, so yeah, I think I thought I'd be in banking forever and then it got a little boring for me. Um, so I became a credit collector, which was a lot more fun. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I got into mental health, um, primarily because my son was having some struggles. And so I just started learning more and getting more connected. And that's where I ended up for 12 years. So now beyond the, the work that is going to be ongoing there as, as you refix the place back up, is there any thoughts to, to expansion, uh, to adding you know, more space or maybe even a second location or different location or what, uh, what about that? Not at this time. I, I do look forward to growing someday. Um, growing pains are hard, I'm learning that. Um, as I'm growing this year, um, more space might've been nice, especially through Christmas. Um, more workers would have been nice, um, but I don't think I'm quite ready yet. Maybe another year or two. So at this point, how, how big is your staff? There's you and how many other people? So if we include these kiddos that I make work, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, my daughter helps out a lot. Um, and then I have a couple of cousins that will come in and work some hours for me. Um, but I don't employ um, anyone full-time or with regular hours at this time. Usually through Christmas, definitely somebody's in here helping me. You find that that one day of the week is is particularly uh, busier than, than other days, or is it just kind of vary from from week to week or month to month? It varies. Like we'll have a Saturday that I'm like, Saturday is just a crazy day. It's so busy, and then the next one will be like, where did everyone go? Um, and then a Tuesday, all of a sudden, here's everybody again. And so yeah, it always varies. There's no rhyme or reason that I have found yet. That, that kind of makes each day exciting though, right? I mean, it's not it like- does, It keeps it interesting. If every, if every Tuesday was slow, you would probably not look forward to your Tuesdays, but you probably look forward and you say, well, you know, what's today gonna be like? Today may be a great day, so. It's exactly what it is. I have no idea what's gonna happen each day. <laughs> yes. All right. 
We've been talking today with Mary Pittenger from Winderson's Creations, uh, located in Sangamon on Maine. Um, any other final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to, to tell us before I let you go? Um, no, just thank you for your time and for wanting to talk with me. Um, it's always fun sharing about my business. All right. Well, we appreciate your time, Mary, and wish you the best of luck. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you, Fred.